0: There we are, back again here on Miami Total Football Radio, the show. As you guys can see or hear, well, Franco Panizo, one of the usual co-hosts, joined by the lovely Andrea Yanez, who I imagine is still, still fighting back tears after uh, <laughs> Honduras' elimination, a painful elimination at the hands of Mexico, and of course, before we get to all that, this is Mi Amigo Radio, the show. So Andrea, we will start with the pleasantries, or maybe the not so pleasantries. This is your one chance on this week's pod talk about Honduras because I'm sure you have a lot to say. So we'll just start really quickly. How are you doing? Are you still seething, boiling? Está caliente aún.
1: Uh, I'm still mad. I'm still so mad. I'm still angry. I'm still uh, very, very disappointed. Yes. Sorry, Ajisita, que robo lo de ayer. Totally. Because listen, okay, um, Honduras lost. It was losing 1-0, but Honduras was eliminated in Mexico. And the referee added nine minutes. I don't know from where, but okay, those nine minutes passed. And then he decided to add more. He added 13 minutes in total and until Mexico equalized. So, um, and, and after you guys, the goal, You guys still
0: could have won on penalty kicks, though. Come on now.
1: Yeah, we could have won on penalty kicks, but it's it's not the same because we were winning Imagine, It, it is for me what happened even with what happened for me it's something good for the players that they could take the game to penalties because after what happened i thought that they would lose in extra time but they even with a red card and all of, all of what happened they still went on to penalties and in penalties a lot of <laughs> of crazy things happened. Also, the referee made um, a player repeat the penalty three times. He missed it, and until he scored. <laughs> and when the Mexican goalkeeper, when it, it was in the same situation, he uh, went up front. He took uh, his feet off the line. He, they didn't check it. They didn't go to war because, well, the the thing was that Mexico had to go through. This is not something new in CONCACAF. Every team, Costa Rica, Honduras, Panama, even Jamaica, everyone has um, lived through this. But I guess CONCACAF wants to make money with Copa America. And Mexico is is the one that is going to sell all the stadiums even more than Brazil and Argentina. So it is what it is. But I'm mad as hell. It was super disappointing (laughs) to see.
0: (laughs) I mean, it definitely doesn't look good. And and obviously we're starting with the international break because we're coming off of November's international window. Um, Yeah, definitely.
1: And that is without taking into consideration the chance the 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 chance that you already know the word supposedly there is a protocol they chanted i counted 16 times and the protocol dictates that for the third time when they chant three times the game has to end and the referee didn't even stop the game because of course mexico was losing and it is what it is. It's so many things. Like if you wanted to win on the field, they couldn't win on the field. They had 90 minutes, and they couldn't. They were they won 1-0. They were winning 1-0. They couldn't score more goals. Then it should it should have ended like that. It should have ended like that. And when you the thing that bothers the most is that when you look at it from all of the angles, that and minutes, everything that chant and everything that happens, that is when people get more mad because. If you're if you have the protocols, then follow them. Follow them. But it's all on the referee and listen. Since uh, yeah, I knew football, who the referee football is a business,
0: was, Andrea, football is a business. And like when said, I it, saw it, who it, the referee was, I knew what
1: was good. going to happen. Yeah, it
0: doesn't look good when uh, when a place in the Copa America is on the line and uh, Mexico is about to get knocked out, and then all these bizarre things start to happen. I mean, bizarre things happen in football games, right? In in, in soccer matches, but I mean that many. With what was at stake and what the result was pointing at, I mean, it definitely doesn't look good uh, for CONCACAF. But I mean, listen, this corruption. There's always been talked about corruption when it comes to any of these governing That's bodies. Why every, in, in everyone FIFA, so. that
1: was, that was uh, condenado, that was put on trial and sent to jail was from CONCACAF or CONMEBOL because we are the most corrupt. I don't know
0: uh, that. Listen, Europe, Europe, Europe has their corruption as well, Africa and Asia have, have their corruption as well. Um but I mean yeah definitely over good, but. there
1: though that Spain that Germany that every one of the big can lose here they don't let Mexico lose. They don't they don't let Mexico lose. So it is what it is, and, and I mean the penalty shoot out Let's let's and
0: leave it there. Let's it, leave it no. there. No, no, let's and leave, the it, there. No, no, let's the leave it there. Let, what about the you, penalties? You could have still made it. Right. All right. So anyway, but what, why I'm not, not going to brag. I'm not going to brag. Why or, they, or didn't, because didn't Peru, they take the penalty? Peru is off to a terrible start in World Cup qualifying. Uh, Reynoso out is is the, is the mood in Peru right now. Fuera Reynoso. I heard it live um, in the stadium in Bolivia, which um, I had a great trip for anybody that's curious how it was. Um, very, very cool. To go to the altitude in La Paz, the famed altitude. Uh, I almost made it out without any issue, but the last day in Bolivia,
2: <laughs>
0: me dieron dolores. Um, yeah, started having a, a bit of a stomach virus, a little bit of a stomach bug on the last day, and uh, last few days haven't been that haven't been as fun as a result. But I'm doing a little bit better. Um, and yeah, La Paz, the altitude didn't, didn't hit me too much, which I was surprised by, but yeah, I definitely caught uh, a stomach bug towards the end, but doing better, doing better. All right, Andrea, we've talked about the international break. I know you could go on and have a whole podcast talking about Honduras, <laughs> which, uh, you know, they're out, but anyway,
1: um,
0: we're let's not talk out. To- sorry.
1: We are going to a We're not, hey. we're not still out.
0: You're out of the immediate qualification, um, <laughs> but, but. Uh, talking about Inter-Miami, there's a few things for us to discuss on this week's show. It's been, what, a couple weeks since we've been on. We said we'd be back on after the friendly against New York City FC that didn't come to pass. Uh, we won't really recap it because I don't think we learned a whole lot. There wasn't a whole lot said after the game. Um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll touch on it here at the end. But um, there are things to talk about with regards to Inter-Miami. You know, Chris Henderson spoke Earlier this week, had his end-of-year press conference. Finally, por fin, we had an end-of-year press conference. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we'll talk about what he said or didn't say, as well as, of course, this match uh, that's been reported as happening. Then Inter-Miami came and refuted it, which is Inter-Miami versus al Um, obviously Cristiano Ronaldo's club team for a match that was dubbed or that was being dubbed or is being dubbed how, you know however you want to read the reports as uh, the last dance which is essentially Messi versus Ronaldo one more time so I mean let's let's start there because I think that's the newsiest item obviously uh we've titled this Messi versus Ronaldo in the last dance is it real or is it rubbish right so reports came out earlier this week on Tuesday uh that Miami would play on Nassar in this match and uh, what is it called, the Riyadh Season Cup, or um, but it would essentially be during MLS preseason next February. Inter Miami came out after those reports came out, refuting the entire thing and saying that that's not true, and that any comments that were attributed to Jorge Mas were fabricated. But they so didn't I'm,
1: say exactly that the game wouldn't happen. They said that her, the comments from Jorge Mas were not true.
0: Correct, correct. Yeah. But they said they wouldn't be playing in the competition,
1: mm-hmm. if I'm not
0: mistaken. So, Andrea, I mean, what do you make of all of it, right? What, do we, what should we on the outside, in your opinion, what should we make of what we just saw, of what just happened with this news coming from the Middle East and then Inter Miami's response?
1: Listen, I think uh, someone uh, jumped the gun and published it, and Inter Miami got mad because they weren't the ones that said it, that let it be known. It was actually an advertiser for the for the match who published it on social media, and created all the buzz. Then everyone began, every reporter in Europe began saying it was true, and then Inter Miami came out uh, with that statement saying that. Uh, Jorge Mas didn't talk that it was incorrect, but I think the negotiations are there. But Inter Miami, after all the China fiasco, um, want to manage everything themselves uh, and uh, every everything on their terms, so that what happens um, what happens depends on them and not what what happened in China. that They had to cancel after letting everyone know that they were going to play and canceled two days before, right? So that looks bad on a club. It, you look you look inexperienced, you look really bad. Even though they had a reason, they looked bad because two days before they, they were supposed to travel, they canceled. So I guess that is what is happening here. That someone jumped a gun and 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 let it be known that this match was going to take place. Um I think there are negotiations on on going on, and I think. The match is more likely to happen than not. But we'll see. We'll see. I think Inter Miami needs to take advantage of that opportunity. Um, that part of the world is now investing in, in in football a lot. There's a lot of money there. And of course, there's a lot of money in the Messi and Ronaldo. Everyone wants to see them play again. And and everyone would like that that game. And and it 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 makes sense that the game is played over there and not here, because it would be a lot more interesting. Uh, for people.
0: Okay, so let's let's look at the actual comment, or not the comment, The um, El Comunicado, the press release from Inter Miami. All right, this came out on Tuesday in the hours after um, the reports came up. Earlier today, an announcement was issued stating that Inter Miami CF is scheduled to play in the Riyadh Season Cup. This is inaccurate. The release included statements attributed to team owner Jorge Mas. Mas has made no comment, comment, publicly or privately in relation to the preseason tour since day one, inter Miami CF has set out to be a global brand to this end. We have been in conversations to determine our 2024 preseason schedule. We look forward to showcasing our players on inter Miami CF's first international tour, which will be announced in the coming weeks. All right. You see, like they you...
1: don't say that it's they, that is for me, that is just PR that, that, Try to 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 get of, ahead of things, but that is a PR statement because they were very careful in not saying it's not true. We're not gonna go in but, nowhere but, in there. It says no, but it, it says that go. they're
0: no. It does say that, that they're not it playing says in the that tournament. that
1: go- no, 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 no. This I, is I, inaccurate. I, I said, Where no, does he no, say?
0: No. Okay, it's scheduled to play in the Riyadh Season Cup.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: is this is inaccurate. That they're scheduled mm-hmm. to play in it. They're saying it's inaccurate, but it's
1: that—that's not that's not saying that they want it. they they aren't. That's not saying it's not the same to say that saying, it's inaccurate. No. no, Andrea, it's not. Okay,
0: your your read on it is definitely different than mine because what I'm reading there, it's pretty clear that they're if saying, they were, if they're not. They were not, not negotiations.
1: If they are, no, that's not what it says, Franco. If they were not in negotiations, they would have come out and said, this whole thing is a mess. Instead, they throw a PR saying, we are still planning our preseason tour. Stay tuned.
0: Exactly. So I'm with you that I think that that match could be played and that it's likely to be played, right? That's just my sensation. Not inside information, just my sensation from what we know. However... It's pretty clear they're saying, if we're not scheduled to play in the Riyadh season cup, then that's inaccurate that they don't intend to play in that cup. I think what's what's happening here, again, this is sensation supposition. I think in the Middle East, they want Inter-Miami to be part of that competition, that tournament, to help draw attention and sell tickets. Whereas Inter-Miami, for their own purposes and their own reasons, maybe is like, look, we'll play that one friendly because it's going to make us uh, some good pocket change it's gonna draw a lot of eyeballs but we don't want to be part of the whole competition because we have to plan for our season and do other travel let arrangements let it be
1: say I... that that is not an official tournament that is a friendly tournament correct. it's like that correct. Copa Joan Gamper Emirates Cup for Arsenal so, so Trofeo Santiago Bernal it's a friendly it's not a real competition
0: correct Just so that, that people know but that's, what I, that's how I perceive mm-hmm. it. I perceive it as mm-hmm. one side trying to be like, all right, well, let's let's try to bend into miamis arm to join into this competition that we want them in, this preseason tournament, whatever. And Inter-Miami's like, no, we'll play that one game, but that's it. I mean, that, that's just how I, I perceive it. Let's listen to Chris Henderson. This is one of the comments he made in his press conference uh, that he had with us on Monday in the 2023 wrap-up season availability. So listen to Chris Henderson on the preseason tour. This was a question by our beloved Island Jose, a.k.a. Cinco, a.k.a. Jose Armando, who is not in the building once again this week, but he'll be back soon. I hope, I hope, I think, honestly, I think he's probably shedding some tears under his pillow still about last night. But anyway, all right, this is Chris Henderson on the preseason plans
2: yeah, preseason, you know, this summer window, I really felt like overnight we became a global club, Um, you know, eyes all over the world are watching what we're doing. Um, And what comes with that are these tours and preseason opportunities that we have as a club. So we're working closely with the front office as they negotiate some of those uh, preseason tours. uh, we have met with Tata and his staff, and there's certain dates that we want to have games that we can prepare properly for the first game of the season and for CCC as we start that in February. So I think those are important uh, preparations and making sure we have the right the right preparation on the field, training, and the right preparation in games, getting us ready for the year.
0: Okay.
1: So, it's very interesting that he says tournaments. What tournament are uh, are what tournaments are available at that time in the year? I mean,
0: there's always different types of tournaments, Andrea. They're like that time of the
1: year in February Andrea, while everyone is playing.
0: There's been tournaments here in the United States. They play in the Carolina Challenge Cup. the, Don't U- that.
1: the US doesn't count, man. It's not really football. No. Nah.
0: Um. Okay. Uh. Listen. They have options, right? And like, at one point, he was asked to follow up on uh, on, a, on one of the one of the topics about preseason, and um, you know, he said he pointed to Xavier Asensi, who is the lead official, the lead executive on the more commercial side, the business side. So clearly, again, we've reiter- we've said this before, so we'll reiterate it here. Inter Miami for preseason in 2024 is going to be juggling priorities. Of not only from the sporting side, but also the business side and commercial side and making money side. Um, so, an economic side. So, uh, we'll see what where they land. We'll see what happens. Again, I think, like you, that this match, Messi versus Ronaldo, I think that will happen. I think that will come to pass when all is said and done. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how Inter Miami manages its preseason. Because, you know, Chris Henderson later in that press conference did confirm that there are there have been talks about that match versus Newell's, right? Which we've heard about for weeks, if not months now, um, which again, I think we both expect to happen. Andrea, you and I expect that game to happen. And I think that would be the match be- the week before the MLS regular season starts in late February. So let's stay tuned. I think the match happens, so do you. But a lot still to probably to be figured out in terms of financial terms, and in terms of um, – who gets what, what dates, how it's going to happen. To see if
1: Apple TV can have the rights here, at least in the United States and not that because Mm -hmm. you know, Saudi league has Mm -hmm. its own, the rights are own here in open TV, in cable TV and open TV. So that's one of the, the, the hurdles that I think is happening with this tournament, with this match. But listen, everyone wants to see it because even though uh, Cristiano and Messi are in leagues that, um, in the world don't count, uh, uh, footballistically, people still care about what they do, what they score. You see, Messi scores with Inter Miami, it goes viral. Ronaldo scores with Al Nasser, it goes viral. So, this is something intelligent. You, you said it
0: everyone can. wants to see it.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: If, I don't know if I want to see it. I don't know if I want to see it. I'm just being honest. I'm not even trying to be devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I just, I honestly don't know if mm-hmm. I like if I care to see Messi and Ronaldo in a glorified friendly. That's pretty much just for marketing purposes. Just, to just
1: because do they, do they, whoever they both, wins... It's
0: going to is gonna be contractually written that they both have to score a goal yes. in this game. Is, whoever is wins,
1: it's, everyone will, will will say, oh, Saudi League is better than MLS. Oh, oh MLS is better than the Saudi League. So it's, it's that kind of, of noise that really both leagues need so you only get that if you play cristiano against messi because uh that's the rivalry but listen let me tell you that that thing with the marketing department that came out with the last dance listen michael must be michael jordan i mean right must be very mad because he, now everything is is labeled the last dance after like a documentary uh, came out so uh I remember when they played in the Champions League, Juventus and PSG, the last dance, the last dance. So this is going to keep on going, keep on going, because they are the two most influential players of this uh, this century. So it is what it is. It's, it's going to happen. And I think Inter Miami needs to be intelligent, needs to grow their brand, not only in Latin America, because in Latin America they are already big, they have Messi, and they need to grow their brand grow globally. That is how you make money being of a course. global brand. So oh, I course. think this is an opportunity that they should take advantage.
0: Of course. I, and I agree with yeah. that wholeheartedly. But I'm just saying yeah, as, a, as a neutral, as a soccer. Yeah, yeah. Figure, no, I get it. I get I it. Mean, we all will know.
1: Listen, we're going to be here talking about like oh, whatever. It's a friendly. It, it won't be different than that New York City game. In in the fact that footballistically, it's not going nothing, to, matter, to matter. But it will be interesting to see Cristiano and Messi. Oh, like yes. I can't wait to see
0: our ex mentions about Messi pwned Ronaldo or
1: Ronaldo pwned uh-huh, Messi. Exactly it's from, all
0: from the from the fans exactly. of, of each yeah. player. Like, I, I'm like it's really forward.
1: amazing. It amazes me how anything that Cristiano and Messi do, every these accounts exist only to follow what. Whatever Messi and Cristiano, I, I always see in social media videos like Messi went to eat to Chipotle, let's say, and it's a whole video and with thousands and millions of views. And then Cristiano Ronaldo and Georgina went to eat to Whatever restaurant in it's a million views, listen, they are the most the two most influential people, I dare say in the world. So uh, it will be intelligent for both teams. Both teams would be uh, benefited from this. And not only them, the thing is that with when you have two stars like that, it's really. Uh, difficult to to it's not Is it, no, I mean, yeah, is it real, Okay, you said not the, the team. Team. It's beneficial for the team. Sure. for the teams, but for M- them, MLS, is, is it beneficial? For, be is it beneficial for
0: MLS? Would it be beneficial for MLS? Because yes, I you're going to get a lot MLS. of you're, you're going to get a lot of eyeballs, a lot of attention. You'll get exactly. money, but it is still a game. It's exactly. a preseason game, so exactly. intensity won't be the highest. It's not going to be the most competitive game ever. Yeah. But if you lose, if Inter Miami loses this game, then everyone's exactly. going to say the Saudi league is better
2: than.
1: Oh, that the, is what I MLS, was
0: telling you. That Al Nasar is much better than Inter Miami. So from an Excellent. MLS standpoint, I mean, it's you're going to gain something, but you can also very much lose something here. I mean, listen again for Inter Miami, you do it, you're going to make money. You know. You don't really care about- Another thing that is important to mention, Franco,
1: is that this is going to be in February, not at the beginning, but in the middle of February, Inter-Miami would have, would have to go to the other side of the world, play this, Correct. then play against Newells, then play the first week in MLS, and then play against whoever their rival in the Champions League is. So, Champions Cup, have, I'm they, there.
0: Champions Cup, they're right.
1: Champions Cup, whatever. I'm mad at Concacaf. I'm going to call it whatever the hell I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but yeah, the Champions Cup. So, they need to be care- extra careful with those dates. And as cada says, pre for Inter Miami, yes, and Alna said, in season, exactly. So, um, it's really, uh, if you looked at it as, as a marketing opportunity, it's a no-brainer, but as Chris Henderson was saying, you have to look at it also from the football side of things, because then you go play with Al Nasser, uh, the 15th, or something like that. You play Newell's then in, in at home, you play your home opener in MLS, and then you have to travel to whichever place you, you are going to play in the Caribbean or in Central America or in Mexico, It's going to be tough. This team has not adjusted to those traveling dates uh, in in this season. And when you do it at the beginning of the year, it's even more difficult. So they have to to really think about that preseason calendar. It's very important, and it will shape what their season looks like.
0: So we'll see how Chris Henderson um, and the sporting side do against the commercial side because, again, those are the, you know normally one trumps the other we'll see yeah. which trumps which this preseason again normally it's more sporting thing. than commercial this time the commercial side is going to be right there neck and neck with, with yes. the sporting side because definitely messy and everything that's going on um obviously the match against newells i mean that that's already an example right there yes it's cool international test for Miami. it'll be played at home so a bit more uh in a comfortable setting before the start of the season but clearly there's a reason it's Newell's, right so um commercial commercial reasons, um, marketing reasons business reasons cosas extra deportivos um, come into play in there So all right let's let's quickly switch gears. I don't think it's going to be a long pod because there's not a whole lot to talk about but we do have to talk about Chris Henderson's end of year press conference in general and I will start by saying something that you Jose, and I said after the press conference ended in our famed and beloved, uh, private WhatsApp chat that we have, the Miami Total Four Radio oh, WhatsApp chat that has a hilarious picture that we will one day tell you guys about. Our photo in our WhatsApp group is uh, there's a cool and interesting and humorous backstory um, too, but we won't share it just yet. Maybe we'll wait till 2024 for the for for the listeners to know what that picture is. But there is a funny story, um, funny story there. By the way, speaking of funny, Kala in the comments section says, AKA never finished the season (laughs) and football manager Jose. That's another nickname for Jose Armando. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to Kala. Shout out to all the viewers and listeners tuning in live or um, post-production. So Andrea, this is what we said in that WhatsApp group right after that press conference. Chris Henderson spoke a lot, but said very little. We didn't come away from that press conference knowing a whole lot more than beforehand, right? There was not anything really shared there that we didn't already know. There were little nuggets here and there, but Chris Henderson, who's a smart guy, um, you know, covers his bases, makes sure he doesn't give anything away or tries not to give anything away. Professional. Listen you know he's a professional
1: like you mm -hmm. said he's a professional especially a professional in mls because this is sometimes when you get another sporting director you can get something you get a little bit of when you ask about a player you get a little bit of spice and you said oh yeah we're calling we like him he's a great player but with chris henderson he's very mls-y and to tell you the truth (laughs) we didn't even get we didn't even get to know if he's going to continue with Inter Miami no, no, or not, come out, because so, no, he I, His no, no, contract wait, 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 wait. runs out on December thirty-one. But he said and he said yeah, he's, working that okay. yeah, he's, he's working with his staff for next he's year. Yeah, he's working with his staff next year, but back. he didn't he's say back. he's he signed a contract. That's he fact. couldn't he, he even he say, say that. Might not have signed I, it. I, I understand what you're saying, but he couldn't. What I mean is, he couldn't even say that. He couldn't even say yes. We're negotiating. We're gonna sign in two weeks. He couldn't even say that. All of us think or know that he's going to continue, but he couldn't even say that. That's what I'm telling you. He couldn't even say that he's because he's probably still negotiating to
0: get the best deal possible for himself. But the fact that he said, "Oh," then he, my, he should have said that I, we're negotiating. I, my staff and I are, are you know, planning for next year. I mean, they're coming back. It's just a matter of coming to terms on the dollar sign, but he's going to listen. Be
1: I've seen a lot of people, even in MLS and leagues here in the United States of America, that these things happen and they leave. After all, this they MLS, Andrea. it happened. It happens with the. It happened right now here in Miami with the Marlins that you expected the the GM to stay and she left. Andrea, it, it's it MLS.
0: You said it earlier. It's MLS. It's a very MLS thing. Yes, in other sports. Listen, if you have not paid me. And you know what? I'm not working for you until you pay me what I want or until we come yeah. to terms. I'm not working an extra day unless you like, but it's an MLS, it's a very MLS, yeah, it's an MLS type of thing. But
1: what I mean is that this first conference, Chris couldn't even tell us that he is negotiating that uh, or maybe he could have said a signature is missing, we're negotiating. He just said what you said, but not even to answer that question. He just said like, yeah, we're working on it. I keep doing my work the same. But he didn't even let us know that he was negotiating, that yes, and all of that. So it it's to show people that this press conference was very mls very, uh, very like that. We couldn't even get a straight answer that, uh, as we know, Chris Henderson is negotiating his deal to continue with Inter-Miami.
0: So, like, the overall point is that we didn't learn a whole lot from this press conference, right? Mm-hmm. He said that... You know, you asked about Leandro gonzalez Pires and Emerson Rodriguez, who are on loan at River Plate and Santos Laguna, respectively. They will be set to return unless their buy options are triggered by those foreign clubs. All he said is that they'll be talking. They're in talks and nothing more. Exactly. Like, could we be purchased. They might not be purchased. No, listen, I, li- I like Chris Henderson as a sporting director. I think he's done a good job with one hand tied behind his back. I think his track record um, in MLS shows that he's good at what he does. This next year will be the first year that he really has a full deck of cards to to show off what he can do and how to how he moves pieces and what pieces he can sign within a full MLS salary budget. So, for Inter Miami fans, I think that's something to be excited about because Chris Henderson. This is where Chris Henderson gets a chance to shine. However, when it's to, when it comes to publicly talking, he's so reserved and so careful and so walks the fine line that you get very little. In this press conference, I mean, they, they, we could have, although we wanted it, right? We were clamoring for it because we wanted to give fans, listeners, viewers. We wanted to give them news. I mean, there was not much. To get out of this whole thing, right? Like, we, like, yeah. and, and I think the questions were fair, and I think there were there were decent questions um, that we could have gotten more out of out of them. But Chris Anderson just chose not to say a whole lot. Like, I asked him, you know, how much change should we expect in the roster, right? Because they, when when the when this coaching change was made in the middle of the season, Phil Neville was let go, and they brought in Tata Martino. At that point, you know, Chris Anderson initially said, "We have a team good enough to be winning these games." They went on to win League's Cup. They made the Open Cup final. But in league play, they went from 15th to 14th. They didn't make a big, big jump. So, how much change can we expect? And Chris didn't give a response. He's like, oh, you know, we're always busy. And he, I mean, he tried yeah. to avoid it at first. I, I followed up, you know. Um, and he still was like, oh, we're busy uh, every offseason. And he didn't give a whole lot. Now, look, no. I get. I get that on his part, and he did—he did kind of, you know, reading between the lines, say um, indirectly that, you know, that they. Well, he said he said directly that there's teams that are asking for Inter Miami players and trades, and you know they're figuring all that out. So I get that he doesn't want to show his hand because he wants to get as much as he can from the other teams, and that is ultimately his job, right? To do the best in terms of building a roster for Inter Miami. However, with that said. This press conference then was unnecessary because again, we did not learn almost anything that we didn't already know. So press conference was a bit.
1: I've said in this show that, that that, yeah, we I've said it in in this show that um, I think Leandro Gonzalez Pires is going coming back because he doesn't play in River Plate. They're not going to pay him $3 million to buy him. And I said also that I think Emerson could leave because he has played every game in these two two seasons with, with Santos Laguna seasons uh, because they play Apertura uh, and Clausura in Mexico and he has played every game for Santos. So that's, that's a given. Like, and he, he just said the same thing to me when I asked him, oh, it's Leandro. And then he said when Emerson, he said, oh, he has played every game and he has been there. So we all knew that. We all knew that. And then when someone asked about Luis Suarez, the same thing, he's a Gremio player, blah, 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 blah. Then when Jose asked about preseason, blah, blah, blah. We're going to do the answer that we just heard a couple of minutes ago. And when you ask him about being able uh, to operate without sanctions for the first year uh, after the team was created, he also very, very coy. So. Uh, we didn't get that much. And I think that is why we got Chris Henderson and we didn't get Jorge Mas because the last time you remember when I asked him about Tomas Aviles, about Facundo Farias, and he went on and said, Oh, we're signing them now. And I said, Asked of Diego Gomez, he told me he is here and he revealed a lot of stuff without even ha- having the contract signed yet. So I guess they are now very careful with that because in that same press
0: conference,
1: in that same press conference, Luis Suarez. So he got in trouble because Luis Suarez had a contract with Gremio and Gremio came out and said, OK, if Inter Miami is talking to Luis Suarez, we're going to uh, sue blah, blah, blah. So I think that is the reason we didn't get Jorge Mas we got Chris Henderson and Chris Henderson was very guarded very coy and very very
0: diplomatic reserved diplomatic represent- Chris yes. Henderson could run for governor uh, in yes. Florida with if he if he runs press conferences uh, or if he could do things as well as he runs those press conferences. I mean, if that's anything he's <laughs> judged by, he could, he could be in politics for sure.
1: He, um, he, he really but- he really could because he, we didn't. And we tried. Listen, we tried. You tried. I tried. Jose tried. Michelle tried. Everyone that was there asked him a question, even from the Zoom. And that, well. We couldn't even get something about Messi. So <laughs> it is what it is. Listen, uh, it's really, it, we really pushed for this. I want people to know we pushed for this because every team in MLS that was eliminated uh, before the playoffs did this the day after they were eliminated. And every p- playoff team that was eliminated in the first round uh, did this the day after they were eliminated. And with Inter Miami, we got it months after they were eliminated, a month and a week after they were eliminated. So um, it is what it is. Unfortunately, we we couldn't get uh, enough information for you guys, but, you know, we will always be there. We will be finding out stuff and letting uh, We'll getting, do our best.
0: Hopefully we have a little more help from the other side um, <laughs> in future, future instances. No, listen, I, I, again, I get it. Interesting time of yeah. year. for Enter Miami, again, Henderson's trying to do his job the best he can, trying not to give too much away. Trying to get as much as he can in potential trades, um, trying to get us squeeze as much juice out of the lemon, out of the orange. Um, so I get why he's trying to max out and be reserved. But again, then we, we didn't need to have a press conference because it just didn't really do a whole lot for us and for the general public. Um, but, anyways, some of the stuff he did say that I guess we could touch on here um, is about the type of players that Inter-Miami uh, may be signing this offseason, right? Because we know about Suarez, right, despite Chris Henderson's best attempts to uh, be diplomatic there. We know about um, – well, I guess just about Suarez. Um, but, I mean, Colt De- thing- did ask about Dixon Arroyo, and yeah. he said that they, they didn't take his option, but they're still in talks and negotiations. Um, so they're open to bringing him back. It's one of the mm-hmm. newsier – uh, revelations from the press conference. They're open to bringing him back, but clearly they want to do it at a lower number than what that option would have had in that. So uh, we'll see if Dixon Arroyo comes back. I don't they, think
1: he's coming back. I, I think know, he can man. find and a better pay in an, in another MLS team. No, because... but it doesn't work
0: that way because then you have to get traded or you have to get the rights. Like, it, I mean, listen, Dixon Arroyo probably really liked. I imagine I don't know, but he probably really likes South Florida. You know, likes playing alongside Messi. I don't think he did a bad job for what he was asked. I think he fulfilled his, his function within the team. It was an important part
1: of that, of you Sergio know, Busquets getting into a team, yeah.
0: you know you're, you're not su función. I thought he did a good job at what yeah. he was asked to do. Um,
1: so. But I think it's going to be like Pozuelo, something like Pozuelo, that he's not getting signed because he doesn't want to take less money.
0: I think, again, it's, at this point it's all negotiations. I think Dixon Arroyo will be back. No inside information, just my hunch. I think we'll see Dixon Arroyo back. I think it just makes sense. Uh, for him and for Inter Miami. Now, if Inter Miami is lowballing him completely, then maybe he walks. But if I had to bet, if I was a betting man, I think dixon Arroyo returns in 2024. But again, that's just my my hunch. Um, he Chris Henderson did talk about the type of players. And he talked about how Inter Miami has very experienced players and some really young players. But then he talked about, he, he uses his hands just like this, talked about the middle part. Uh, of the, of a roster and, and constructing a team. Let's listen to Chris Henderson on the types of players Inter Miami may be bringing or maybe looking to bring this winter.
2: So I think that you know experience at the top and young players coming through um, and it may be now when you look at the age dist- distribution of our roster that maybe in the middle now, some of those players in their mid-20s who have experience uh, in our league could be added uh, to help with that balance between the two.
1: Oh, you know what I'm going to say, right? Players like... You better who? not
2: say Romel Kioto. Players like... I already
1: gave you your
0: Honduras platform the, the beginning. Players the like doing who?
1: It again. I'm going to say Romel Kioto, Alejandro Bedoya, Chicharito Hernandez, who no, all, all have MLX what? experience. Andrea, he just said 20. He said in their mid-20s. You just named 30 roster. and
0: above players. You <laughs> just named players that are 30 and above. Stop it. Stop it. They're looking for younger <laughs> players that can fit that middle of the roster. They're going to have the legs. That can. Yeah, play, but the young, play, like Farias,
1: like... they're Correct. looking for 25 to 30 years old.
0: Years 25
1: to 29. 25 to 29 that can put you that through have the grind in the of the
0: season. Right, but they can grind through the busy parts of the season. When Messi needs yeah. a rest, when Busquets needs a rest, when Suarez will need a rest, when Alba's going to need a rest. Who are the players? who have some experience, right? You're not talking about Noah Allen, David Ruiz, Benjamin Tremaski who are young, who have those energetic legs, but don't have a lot of experience. So who is that next tier uh, in terms of age and development that can, you know, grind through an MLS season that have the legs, but that give you a little bit more composure, a little bit more experience, a little bit more of know-how or hierarchia as we say in, in
1: Spanish,
0: he said 20 somethings. You keep going to these 30 plus year old players. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. Um, (laughs) I mean, just, just, you know, think about it. Like, uh, I mean, mean, just throw a name out there of a 20 something year old that could help this team. Just throw a name out there.
1: 30 year old from 20 year old,
0: 25 to
1: 29. Oh, there's um, so many players in the league. A lot of players, including players that they let go already. They could use a center back like Andres Reyes. They could use a center back like that. Um, they could really use uh, another uh, a type of winger. They need... Pa- they pa- need. Uh,
0: just, just a name out there. And this is, again, just a name for an exercise sake. This is just for... For... Pola
1: Reola. you were going to say Pola Riola. I was going to yeah, say Pola How did you know that? <laughs> because <laughs> he's a winger who is 30 and plays in MLS. So he's, he's 20, <laughs> 20, how did you know that I was talking about Pola I really like Pola I really like Pola i very good job.
0: I'm, 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 I was impressive how in sync we were there. That's, yeah, uh, Pola Riola, Fafa.
1: I, I would also like Fafa Picot. Um, Polarriola, there are a lot of players I, I would really like to see Inter Miami, especially in that attacking um sense. Uh, because I think uh Facundo Farias is really good, Robert Taylor is really good, but I don't think they're ready Fafa's to 32,
0: last. By the way, Fafa's
1: 32, Fafa's 32 so. Fafa 32. Oh, okay, Riola is 30, right? 28, 28. 28,
0: 28. So that's why, that's why 28. I looked it up because I was like, let me see how old he is before I before I put my foot in my mouth. Uh, um, yeah.
1: Uh, they could. They could also use uh, some. Uh, well, I was going to say Arias, but I think Arias is also thirty, right? From Cincinnati, uh, Santiago. Yeah.
0: But, but, I mean, that was I'm a sure good. That close. was
1: a good get. A good get for MLS. But players like that. Listen, players like that. And I. I agree with Chris Henderson that that they need because, in moments during the season, Kremaski, David, Noah Allen were not enough for Inter Miami to get. To the playoffs, and they need that extra uh, set of help. They are going to get all those injured players that they had last year, with like Negri, who was very good at the beginning of the season, and they're gonna get uh, Coco uh, back also, who is a winger striker and and whatever. But I think they need to 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 deepen that, especially those wingers. They need to to look for wingers that are. Experience in MLS and that are, are good in MLS, that have been good in MLS.
0: I, I don't know if we're gonna see the likes of Coco back or so he Christoph yeah. back. I, I don't know if we'll see them back. You know, they can be traded, they can be sold. I
1: really like Estefanelli, but I don't. I don't know. I I don't see. I don't see, uh, I don't see a lot of them coming back.
0: Yeah, we're, we're like so we'll see again. It's all it's all still supposition. To be yeah,
1: right now it's all we all all what. What can we do is that uh, when I think when they get Luis Suarez, finally, when Luis Suarez signs, I think we can see, uh, begin begin to see how this roster is going to build up. But I'm going to tell people because I'm also, people have asked me, oh, is David De Gea coming? Is Ivan Rakitic coming? Is Sergi Roberto coming? Listen, they cannot all come. I'm sorry to tell people because some people that are getting into Inter-Miami because of Messi, don't know the rules, but it's impossible for Inter Miami to get all of these players. They're not getting De Gea, they're not getting Sergi Roberto, they're not getting Ivan Rakitic, along with Luis Suarez, Messi, Busquets, because it's unless MLS changes the rules and they allow five DPs in each team, that cannot happen. If they do change the rules, then that, that could happen. I was really uh, also pleased to see that someone asked, Chris Anderson about Drake Calendar because it wouldn't make sense to me to buy to bring a player even as good as the Hea is if you already have a starting uh, goalkeeper like Drake Calendar that you can sell in the future. It's Unless not- you're
0: planning to sell him now.
1: Unless, Unless you're planning to sell high. Unless you're planning to sell
0: high. But
1: yes, exactly. But we've not we have not seen that. I think he's missing a little bit of, of national team experience still, so that he can move on from yeah. MLS. He I, will I move he, in the future, but it wouldn't be intelligent him for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, listen, so there there's gonna be a lot of rumors, especially with people. I even heard Modric is coming to Inter Miami, and I was like, Okay, well, how are they going to pay him? <laughs> But listen,
0: uh, I asked Chris Henderson about the, you know, them having no mm -hmm. sanctions, right?
1: No sanctions. Mm -hmm. He's going to be able to work. They are going to bring a lot of players, I'm sure of that. But uh, Luis Suarez is going going to take one of. Of, of the positions that they are going to be able to get with sanctions so that is why i think it's important and we've heard chris henderson and tata martino saying that they want players with mls experience to well, to bring people to reality but, but, chris, that- but
0: chris chris henderson's um overall um remark about you know what positions they could look mm-hmm. at he said well we need you know he kind of said we need a uh, Fortify or strengthen, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. We need to strengthen the attack and scoring goals. We also mm-hmm. have to stop letting up goals. So, okay. So, I mean, that's the most generic, <laughs> generic, <and>
1: generic, yes.
0: <laughs> obvious response. Yes, we need players that can help us score goals. And we need players that can help us stop goals. I yes. mean, for Inter Miami, that works because, yes, they didn't score enough and they gave up too much. But, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot there. I mean, if you're, if we're, if we're just analyzing a situation, right? Campana and Suarez are your two striker options. You know, you could have a third one there that's reliable or it's going to play some minutes here and there. But, I mean, obviously, if it's a third-string striker,
1: there's, there's, gonna be,
0: there's only there's only a certain level of striker you're going to be able to get I mean, you're, or, or invest your money into. So you're probably going to invest more money on the wingers, maybe another number 10, like a backup number 10, obviously nowhere near the level of what Messi's going to Adoy- be able to do. Adoya's not a ten. Adoy- <laughs> Badoya's not a 10. Um, not even in FIFA is Bedoya. Right. <laughs> I'm just uh, bothering you. <laughs> but I do I do think they'll look for wingers and yes. a potential 10 to help when Messi is out. Someone creative, because I think that's what Inter Miami, if you watch the games this year, you could tell that when he wasn't on the field, they didn't really have a creative player. Facundo Faria showed moments, but not enough. So but I think he showed need, I think that need he's a not a 10. ten.
1: Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. You, think
0: you need a backup 10 for yeah the stretch run of the season for, you know, the uh, the dog days of summer. There's a whole bunch of competitions. And for Inter Miami to function as a team, probably not at the same level as when Messi's going to be there, but you need a 10 because this team was very poor when Messi wasn't there. They had no creativity or very little creativity. No one that could pass between the lines, no one that was feeding the strikers. So I do think that a 10 and wingers are what's being looked at as well as probably a, um, a center back Depending. another center back and i would probably say a right back a right back i don't again this is not inside information but i've said uh for several weeks now i think deandre yedlin's days in Inter miami are numbered especially if you take you know if you really want to hone in on chris henderson's comment of we got to stop letting goals in at the back well i mean one player is not going to help just make that massive difference you're going to need uh another player or two so i think deandre yedlin defensively, doesn't give you a whole lot. Struggles more reactionary than uh, reading the, the game type of players, so I think his days for what Tata Martino wants, um, yeah, I think his days are numbered because of what Tata Martino wants, but we'll see. We'll see how the season plays out. Andrea, there's not a whole lot more
1: I think talk what about here. What, what he said about Leagues Cup, what he said to me about Leagues Cup was interesting, because I think we can expect that the competition is going to be played, but we can expect changes on it because uh, uh, of everything that happened this year and and everything that that um, w- was going on during the tournament. And I really liked his response because he said, "Oh, we're always working." He was very he those that response was one of the the ones that I, I thought he was more sincere in saying that they were working. On, on ways to make the tournament better and to make it work better. So, I think we can expect to see a different le- league's cup next year.
0: All right. Well, let's let's start wrapping it up here. We can definitely keep this shorter than usual um, by saying I mean, the only thing I'll say that we took away from that match, the Inter Miami NYCFC um, end of year, you know, uh, Noche de Ore, uh, friendly was that Inter-Miami, uh, well, Inter-Miami lost the game 2-1, just for recap's sake. Um, the long goal from Inter-Miami came from Robbie Robinson, who, by the way, you know, I've criticized him a lot, but I got to give him his props because that was a very nice left-footed finish that he hit there um, off the inside of the far post. A very sweet finish. If he did that more consistently and in games where there's pressure... I mean, he could definitely in the be same an impact nice player in MLS. and
1: Campana Open, and he didn't give them the ball. So,
0: but it was, was a preseason. I mean, preseason. This was a, a friendly, uh, glorified exhibition. I mean, Robbie the, Robinson
1: the, is one of those players. in Inter Miami needs, needs to use to get a trade for a better one.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I I agree with you, but it was a good finish. So I give him his props with left foot again. It's a game that doesn't have pressure, doesn't mean anything, but it was a nice finish. I, I give him that because I've criticized him a lot for not having a left foot at all. And in this one, he, he showed a good finish. Again, albeit in a match, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, the only thing I'll say that, we'll, that we could really take away from it here is just the underlying of what I think is going to be Tata Martino going with a back five in 2024. Yes, there's going to be games I think that they'll play a four, four at the back, a four-man defense, a four-man line, cuatro atrás. But I think the preferred look... At least that will be the plan, in my opinion, is that they will go with five at the back because they gave up two goals. They struggled with the counters and that, again, post game said along the lines of like, oh, yes, it, you know, this shows once again that when we play with five at the back, that it serves us better because it helps us close out the spaces. And if I'm not mistaken, when he finished up with Atlanta, when they won MLS Cup and then he, he left, um, they were playing with five at the back at that time. Three center backs, two wingback so i I think that that's going to be the route the direction inter miami goes with in terms of their initial roster build here this offseason and in terms of what they do um you know with the with the next signings right again i think sorry christoph is not long for inter miami not because he's not good i do think he had some very good games and was very important but but they need someone speedier Someone's able to put out more fires with the spaces in behind that Inter-Miami concedes because Inter-Miami pushes numbers forward. They like to pin you in your own half, but that leaves acres of space in behind. So, you know, a long ball over the top can quickly expose Inter-Miami A uh, through ball in behind one defender can quickly expose Inter-Miami. So you need someone with speed uh, who can help try to put out those fires, speed and aggressiveness, which um, but probably need a little bit more speed than, than aggressiveness. So we'll, we'll see. But I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from the game. It just underlined the fact that Inter Miami, to me, is likely to go with a back five next year.
1: Yeah, it's very possible. It's very possible, especially because they tried the back four and and it didn't work. Even the back five didn't work in so many games because uh, even though the team uh, attacks a lot more, um, they are still leaving many spaces. In the back when Jordi Alba and Yedlin attack and go forward. So um I I really don't like the back five because with the players that they had available this year, maybe if they bring another center back with different uh characteristics, I could see it. But um for me, um they 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 could look uh, with gregory back, they could look at something like having gregory cover for, for the defenders. But then again, we we could see Leandro Gonzalez-Pires come back and Leandro Gonzalez-Pires was part of that back five line in Atlanta who, who were the champions in 2018. Yes, he's older, but um, he hasn't played a lot, but he is a player that Tata Martino knows very well and also he's a player that could work very well with uh, like uh, Thomas Aviles, Ryan Saylor, if he stayed, uh, who are young center backs that that can learn from him and that could could be very good with Kamal Miller, who who I think is the one that has the most possibilities to to be a starter next year. That will be a starter next year from players that that they got this this 2023 but i'm not opposed to gonzalez
0: perez but i think
1: they, i think they need someone
0: with a little more What? Pace. I yes think they need someone what i don't
1: pace. like he doesn't have pace and what i don't like he is very um temperamental temperamental i don't, that. I don't like that is a, that uh, he him. i remember uh, the year he spent here he was a, a lot of fighting even with his own teammates so inter miami doesn't need a lot of that but it could be it also could be good for the young player. So uh we'll see, we'll see what Tata Martino decides. He's a player that he likes, so we'll see what happens. And with wingers, they really need to to get some MLS experience to bring uh wingers that that could work with them that that could could make this team better, especially when, when all those other players are going to their national teams. It's going to be interesting. This preseason is going to be interesting how Inter Miami builds up, brings players, because as also Chris Henderson said, a lot of players now want to come to Inter Miami because they want to play with Messi, right? So it, it, it could be a lot easier to negotiate contracts with them. Uh and uh for me, um it will really be a um, a, a good prueba to, to see if their investments in the young guys like Diego Gomez and Facundo Farias really turn out to be good. Like we need to see those players turn out to be good. Like those other signings we've seen from South America that have Turned
0: well, Chris. Chris did say. Chris did say that year two, and I agree with this. Yeah. Year two is when those players. It, it is when those players exactly because they're more and, and,
1: adjusted to the and the they league. need to right. step up. They need to step up. Diego Gomez needs to step up, and Facundo Farias need, needs to be more consistent in every game, not just uh, glimpses of him. And I well, think we'll, that we'll will come plenty of
0: time to talk about that. Yes. here This off season. Yes. There's plenty of weeks. There's plenty of changes. There's plenty of shows to come. So let's leave it there for this week. We finished within an hour, which is what I was hoping for. So I don't know if we'll be back next week. Cause you know, we need to wait until there's a little more uh, meat on the bones, a little more tangible stuff uh, to sink our teeth into. So we'll leave it there. No final thoughts of Andrea complaining about Concacaf and crying about Honduras. Thanksgiving is my there. final thought. Absolutely, that's that's what I was going to say here as we <laughs> wrap up. Now tomorrow is Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving Eve when we're um, going live and recording here. But thankful for Andrea, thankful for Jose, thankful for Simon, thankful for the entire team here at Miami Total Football Radio for you know putting together a heck of a year. A lot of content, a lot of disagreements, discussions, headaches from Andrea's takes. Just kidding, Andrea. Um, but but no, in all seriousness, thank you guys for the hard work. Thank you guys, of course, listeners, viewers, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Without you, we wouldn't be here. So thank you guys. We try to do as good of a job for you as possible. We are just a vehicle for you guys to get your thoughts into the team and give you responses from the team back to you. That's, that's essentially all we do. So thank you guys for tuning in. It's been uh it's been a good 2023. It's not over yet. There'll still be some, some things to come, but enjoy your Thanksgiving with your friends, with your family, enjoy some downtime, relax, unwind. Um, we will try to do the same and we will be back soon. Although I don't know when just yet next time we'll try to give you more of a heads up that we're recording a show so all right for andrea Llanes, i am franco penizo you have been listening to miami total Football radio if you haven't already give us a like give us a share spam that subscribe button and we will talk to you guys again very very soon